Hey, Jen. Hey, Tina. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. You're listening to Speaking of Racism. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. Jen and I are really excited to bring to you a very special episode. This is an opportunity for us to honor and celebrate and recognize Women's History Month. And we are doing that by bringing to you an incredible Black woman that is an entrepreneur who we had the opportunity to speak with. So we're looking forward to sharing this discussion and this this conversation with you. And her name is Beatrice Dixon. And if the name doesn't sound familiar, perhaps her company, The Honeypot, does. She was recently in the news when a Target ad of the company went viral. And the company, as well as Target, were the targets of racist attacks. So we really wanted to highlight this because this is an example of how people can show up in anti-racism work to rally around and support Black-owned businesses. So now I want to tell you a little bit about Beatrice. Beatrice is an African-American female entrepreneur who has been the recipient of the Sundial and Unilever's multi-million dollar New Voices Fund. She was one of the first 40 women of color to raise one million in venture capital and has been featured in T-Pain's School of Business, BuzzFeed's Ladylike series, Today Show, The New York Times, Entrepreneur, L, Essence, and Forbes, to name a few. Most recently, she was named one of Entrepreneur's Top 100 Groundbreaking Women Entrepreneurs of 2019. Her company won a 2020 Essence Best in Black Beauty Award, and she received a CEW Indy 65 Award in 2019, honoring beauty's independent companies. Through her diverse background and experience, Dixon continues to make a mark in the world of natural health and retail with a truly revolutionary approach to feminine health and sexual wellness. As part of Target's Founders We Believe in campaign, Beatrice was featured in a commercial that began airing during Black History Month. In the ad, Beatrice said, the reason why it's so important for Honeypot to do well is so the next Black girl that comes up with a great idea can have a better opportunity. And that means a lot to me. Let's go into the conversation with Beatrice Dixon. Beatrice, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. No, thanks for having me. I want to uh, just acknowledge and kind of set the tone for our audience to just let them know what is happening in this moment in time right now and just do a little check in Mm -hmm. first. So today Mm -hmm. is Tuesday, March 17th, and we don't normally do this timestamp, but I wanted to do it today just to Mm. bring awareness to the fact that we are in the beginning and maybe the first phase of a global pandemic and we're dealing with COVID-19 and many folks are practicing social distancing. We are seeing so many institutions and businesses, corporations, school districts, entire cities and state structures, federal structures shut down. And so that's what's happening. And so before we move into kind of talking business a little bit, 
Beatrice, I would love to just ask you how you are. Some folks are social distancing. Other folks are still going to work because they don't have any choice. So how how are you doing right now? (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm not really like social distancing because I'm like social distancing. (laughs) I don't know know how to say that. I'm more so, um, (laughs) I'm more so kind of felt to uh, just take a minute um, we have a place that we keep in New York, kind of like a corporate type of a thing, because we come here a lot, whether it's for, you know, whether it's me or whether it's like other colleagues within the company, because we have like a lot of events and things like that here. I kind of chose to come here and work just to have like a second because I've been like nonstop for a while. <laughs> like, I don't mm. even know the last time I wasn't on like three or four or six airplanes in a week. And so I kind of felt to just like come here and like chill. Um, It just so happens that all the stuff with kind of with COVID and what we're calling a pandemic is happening. I'm working to uh, be calm. It's a little weird for me to not be so on the go. So, you know, so I'm just settling in with that. But yeah, I mean, I'm good. My family's good. Everything's moving. Well, I want to have an opportunity for the audience to hear your story. So we will get into how Honeypot came to be. Uh, I wanted to just share with you personally that Honeypot is a product that I use, my wife and I use um, and have used before. Um, we haven't been able to use it recently because it's sold out everywhere. So if you know where I can get it <laughs> right now, I would love that information because we... Yeah. We're we're in the Atlanta area. We're in the suburb of Atlanta. Uh, we have been to four targets and we cannot find any honeypot should... products, but that's a good thing. No, it is. It is. But you can also order on the honeypot.co because we actually have products at this moment. So yeah, go to the honeypot.co and you can pretty much place okay. your order. We've got some inventory there. We're waiting on um, the distribution centers to get to stock up the stores. That should be happening this week. So it's, you know, it's a temporary thing, but we weren't necessarily prepared <laughs> for the influx of business that we've been receiving. It's really hard to prepare for that, you know, with supply chain, um, you know, but it's, again, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And so that's what I would love to just jump into myself. I heard about Honeypot, the product for the first time, I want to say a year and a half ago, it was at the Atlanta Pride Parade. For folks who may not be familiar with Honeypot, I'd love to hear how you talk about your product and your business. What do you say about what it is that Honeypot is, what it means to you? I mean, really what Honeypot is, is we really focus on wellness around the vagina. Our entire business is basically a product line where we have product from daily, monthly. You know, we make washes, wipes, pads, panty liners, tampons. Um, we just came out with menstrual cups. We have a boric acid and herb suppository. Um, we have a, a topical external, really beautiful, soothing lavender vulva cream that's going to be launching. We have panty sprays. We really focused on being the vagina company. So, you know, that's why we call ourselves the honeypot company, um, you know, because our goal is to make really beautiful products for everything that a woman needs, whether it's daily or monthly. And tell us how long the company has been in business. We've been in business since 2012. Um, You know, our business 
you know, has grown really organically. We literally just started from nothing. It was like I started in my kitchen and that moved to my brother's office. <laughs> then it moved back to my house. And then, you know, and then once we got into Target, we were able to transition into working with manufacturers. But it's been a really, really, really beautiful, hard, but still amazing journey. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we've been around since 2012, launched to pretty much to the general public in 2014, but we were, we were doing email orders and all that in 2013. We just didn't have a website or anything like that. Sure. Sure. So this is by no means an overnight sensation. So while so many folks around the country have been brought into the awareness of Honeypot recently, there, you've been doing this for a while now. So I just want to invite you to share, and I love this story. Would you share about the dream that you had that created Honeypot? Yeah. So between 2011, 2012, I was having a, a serious bout with bacterial vaginosis. I could not get rid of it at all. Everything that I tried, nothing worked. You know, one day I went to sleep and I had a dream. And in my dream, I was just sitting at a table with one of my ancestors, my grandmother. And she basically like handed me a piece of paper and it had a list of ingredients on it. And um, she told me that that was going to get rid of my problem, you know. Um, And she was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I've been watching everything you've been going through. And like, I must have really been in a really deep place to get to my healing because she felt that strongly to come to me and tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I was just really in this, it wasn't like a depressed place, but you just, when, when your vagina is not happy, you know, and it's not flowing and doing all the things that it's supposed to just do all by itself, it can create a lot of stress. And so I was in a pretty stressful time. So she came, she gave me the ingredient. I woke up, remembered, wrote it down, made it, it worked. Um, and pretty much that's how we got started. That is so beautiful. I love that your grandmother wow. gave this to you. She's with you and she gets to see it grow into what it has become. So I just wanted to really honor and just celebrate you and your grandmother and all of the work that you have been through and have put in to get to this point. Because now what what you are experiencing uh, as of recently uh, that you kind of alluded to, and now I want to go into this part of the story, is the controversy that actually turned into a tremendous blessing. I've heard a lot of your interviews and just how you've spoken about it. I love listening to your perspective on it. So would you share with us a little bit about the Target commercial and your relationship with Target? And what has the controversy been about regarding Honeypot? We have a beautiful relationship with Target. I love you from the bottom of my heart, Target. (laughs) Um, But, you know, from the start, Target has been the retailer that has been willing to like be the innovative retailer. They they have never minded being the first, you know, most retailers don't want to be the first. Some, you know, some are open to it. But most want to kind of just let the market tell them what's going to happen. And then, you know, a lot of times they'll fall in line, which makes sense. Shelf space is real estate and, and it's really important. So the fact that Target is always willing to take a chance on brands is, is super dope to me. Frankly, they did that. You know, they they really took a chance on us 
and back in 2017. And, um, you know, so we've kind of been rocking with them ever since. And we're about to have 10 new items that are launching at Target. So that'll be a total of 18 of our products on Target shelves, which is kind of unprecedented for a feminine hygiene brand that does most brands traditionally kind of stick to a lane. You know what I mean? Like either they're menstrual or they're cleansing, right? What we're doing is we're embarking on this new lane where where we've kind of come out, you know, we, we didn't choose a lane. Our lane is the vagina. And our focus is all the products that that are in that aisle, right? So like every little section of products, if it's washes and wipes, if it's pads, if it's tampons, you know, if it's postpartum stuff, if it's creams and suppositories, you know, Honeypot is pretty much um, represented in, in those aisles. Target has been a really beautiful partnership because they've they've really given us the opportunity to just like spread our wings and just fly so that the world can see the impact that this can have, you know, for for humans with vaginas. Um so it's been a beautiful partnership. But a few months ago their diversity team contacted us because they were doing something. They were shooting a commercial around diversity around Black History Month, and then they wanted it to kind of fan into Women's History Month. So I believe the the brands that they had looked to were women-owned, African-American-owned brands so that they could really tell that story. And so mm-hmm. we interviewed with multiple brands. We were just the ones, we were the one that was fortunate enough to be chosen for the spot. Um, and, you know, there was really great reaction from it, but, you know, but there was also some um some comments that didn't kindly agree to um what I had to say um and felt that I was racist you know amongst many other things <laughs> um you know but my take on it was that shit they can think what they want to think right like they can feel how they want to feel we know that we're not a racist company i'm definitely not a racist human i believe that we're all earthling if you knew me you know, my thought process behind race is that it's a it's a human made thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so so that was really my position and, and will continue to be my position because I won't clap back to the people that had things to say because it's not my place to. They're entitled to their opinion and their thought and their actions in the same way that all the people that came to our defense, that came to buy our products, that came to protect us and support us and do all the things, you know, in the same way that they're entitled, you have to accept the other side of that spectrum. Thank you for that. No, I love that, Tina, that you guys have been using the product. I only just heard about it through this controversy that exploded on Facebook. And so it exposed me to a new product and gave me an opportunity to say, you know what, I want to go and I want to support this company and this business. I really appreciated the way that people rallied. So the question that I have for you is when you produced this commercial, one, did you expect any kind of backlash? And then two, how has it been just experiencing people coming around you and supporting you? I try not to move through life with a lot of expectation. So no, I didn't have an opinion or an expectation on what would happen. And Mm -hmm. then, I mean, it's been, it's been absolutely beautiful to see people's support and kindness and generosity because a lot of people are buying a lot of products, you know? So, so that's been really beautiful. 
Um, but but more than money, just all the good energy that came out. Like I wasn't even sleeping well. Yeah. Um, for a couple of days because I'm I'm conscious. So that part has been different for me, but but in the most beautiful way. One reason for that is because if you if you knew me again, I can be pretty analog in my life. I'm not heavily on social media. Um, I keep a pretty small circle, you know, and, mm. you know, and I, I just, I enjoy my life. I enjoy my time. And so being on the forefront was, was a lot for me, but in the best way. I've never experienced anything like this in, in my life, but it's been really powerful and moving. And, you know, I feel like shit like this makes you a better human. So it's been, it's been beautiful. The way that you have shown up in the face of these attacks and the racist accusations has been a beautiful thing. And I just want to uh, speak to what you said, that you didn't feel like it was your place to clap back. And so mm. you stood in really what was a fire. But what happened was the community came out in support of you and shut shut it all down, yeah. which was that yeah. was the exciting kind of it was this triumphant thing. I, I mean, that and this is how I felt yeah. watching it happen. You know, it went from the, the Target commercial and then, uh, you know, from what I saw on social media, what was shared first is the Target commercial and then all of the racist accusations around it. And then mm -hmm. that started to generate, but almost immediately, and I know this is how it feels for me, but you know, I'm sure this is not how it came across for you. Uh, it almost seemed as though very quickly there was this, this time where folks came together and just blasted mm -hmm. the haters and just blasted all of yeah, it was very activity. Quick. Yeah. It seemed like it got squashed really fast. Mm -hmm. So you didn't, I, I love it did. that you didn't feel like you had to say anything and you stood strong mm -hmm. in knowing who you are and what you're about and what you represent. Mm -hmm. And then everybody came mm -hmm. in and was like, you know what? We're not here for that. We're not here. We're not going to stand for it. Mm -hmm. We're going to then go and buy out everything so that you can't like, yeah, that, let's talk about yes. that. How to get there. What was that like? Yeah, that's crazy, man. I won't go into like sales and dollar amounts and shit, but we have never experienced anything like this mm. ever. Mm. <laughs> like we put stuff back on the website yesterday because we got we have kind of like rolling in stocks happening with our fulfillment center and like it went from like 450 orders to like 1200 orders you know yeah. um wow. it, it just it, it went it went it went crazy so it's just been really beautiful to see again how people support and then once people know you know i mean when you're a small brand like ours unless you got like zillions of dollars in the bank it's really hard to get the marketing that you get out of having a commercial on TV, right? Like those yeah. ads cost a ridiculous amount of money. So we had so much favor to be able to be chosen to be in that commercial that's running for two months. But then not only is it a commercial on TV, there's also Hulu ads, the YouTube ads, this ad and that ad. And so, you know, there's so many people that are learning about us already. And then to have that viral activity happen, you know, around all the comments that, that those people made you know you you just can't you can't ask for shit like that like it like you know those things just don't happen every day so right. I just have a lot of gratitude that um that we were chosen to be the catalyst for all of that you know yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah yeah so it, it's cool it's really it's really really amazing it's like a dream it's like an investor's dream it's everything it is everything because i know that you're being humble as far as you know not wanting to talk about the numbers but i i think even the impact with what we experience from the community and from people coming mm-hmm. together to just be in support of you and this product and while mm-hmm. it you know i think the the commercial Reference, you know, the commercial talks about your vision and your dream and your hope mm-hmm. and this product being what it has become and Target giving you the opportunity is hopefully what will inspire young black girls to know that they can do this as well. Um, and that, Absolutely. that message um, now has even further reach because of the controversy. Right. Especially when you think about the venture funding world, you know, um, our businesses aren't always the businesses that are highly valued, right? Our businesses aren't always the businesses that are actually raising the money that we need to raise, you know, in order for us to grow and scale and do all the things that we need to do. But our businesses also don't necessarily think or haven't always been taught about scale, about acquisitions, about, you know, all those types of things. So it's like, you know, it's, um, it's, it's cool to be a spokesperson kind of for that because it's important, you know, and now people know something that they may not have known, you know, maybe with with the way that those humans reacted to what I had to say, maybe they weren't aware. Maybe even if one one of those people, right, could have not been aware of the disparities that happened. And now that they understand, maybe one of them, you know, may think a little different. Um, maybe not. But, you know, it's so important for us to know and see representations because of the society that we live in and the constraints that have happened and the human conditioning that's happened over thousands of years. Right. Um, um, you know, it, it's just really important that for the culture that we can see movement and we can see valuations and we can see buyouts and we can see all the other shit that everybody else, you know, has historically seen, not in a small way, right? right? right. But in a big way. And the only way it's going to be in a big way is if there's a lot of, is if there's a lot of black women led businesses that are doing those things. So I just wanted to shed light on the fact that we can do it. You know, we're we're no different than anybody else. We have the grit. We've got the tenacity. We've got the strength. We've got the focus. We, you know, we can build beautiful brands. We can sell them. We can do all of that shit, right? Like we can do it. And I just want people to know that that's possible. And not and not because of me. My brand, you know, we're still very small, right? But like everything that we do is not because of me. I mean, there's 15 of us that are just like running at any given time, working 70, 80 hours a week. You know what I mean? You know, so, and not everybody in our company is black either, right? Like, as they don't need to be, Um, you know, but it's just really important for us to see that it's possible, you know? And, And on top of that, wanting to be that example it's important for us to do at, at Honeypot, it's important for us to do what is possible. So that, you know, that's why it means so much to me. And supporting Black business and, and Black entrepreneurs is also incredibly important to us on the podcast, to Jen and I in our personal lives. Um, the beginning of this year, we started a segment on the show where every single episode we highlight and spotlight a Black-owned business. So uh, I want to get your take mm-hmm. on something because I've seen some some different perspectives about this when it comes to supporting black owned businesses 
Um, as and then what we look at so a corporation like Target. Um, I know that Target has been a supporter of Black-owned businesses, and they haven't shied away from that. Mm-hmm. You are an example of that, right? Um, but they have mm-hmm. been doing, they, they have been very intentional with their marketing and mm-hmm. with the products they put on their shelves. And, you know, they are the ones I think that I first saw from a large scale um, have um, take seriously Black History Month, for example. They've been doing this for a while. This mm-hmm. is not new for them. Um, right. What are your thoughts about directly buying from a Black-owned business as compared to buying Black-owned products from a Target? Um, well, a business like mine survives, you know, most of our business is volume retail, right? Mm-hmm. A good part of our business is online, but volume retail doesn't have, uh, you know, there's cost restraints because you're working with a margin. Um, but because, because you can have so many lines, you know, so many products on the shelf at any given retailer, you know, at any moment you're, you're literally making money, right? Like even if, even if the website isn't going, you're making money in at least 30 different cities or more, you know what I mean? At any given time, right? So if you're a brand who makes a product that humans really need to consume, I would prefer somebody to buy my product in a Target and then maybe be introduced to it in a Target because there's products that we sell that aren't in Target or any other retailer that are just native to our website. I think it's dope when people can find our products on shelf and then come to our website to potentially buy it at a later time, Mm -hmm. right? But I'm also very cool with you just being a retail shopper, right? Because you know, not not only is that a thing just for, for right now, but when I'm thinking about how how we want to scale and grow and potentially sell at some point, right? You're going to get to a better valuation if your product is sold in volume retail, right? Because you, you, you just are. If you, if you have a highly consumable product that does pretty well on shelf, right? And that does really well on your website, you've got these two huge, you know, these two revenue streams that are just working for you like crazy, right? So I think that it's important. It's important based on what your goals are for your business. For me, I would rather somebody buy my stuff in a Target or Walgreens or Walmart or a CVS, you know, everywhere that our products are sold. And (laughs) I would rather them buy it from me. I don't have a you know, I won't pick a side um, because I know that in order for me to get to my North Star with this company, it's going to take all of that right. shit for us to pull that rabbit out of the hat. Some people don't want to sell their companies. You know, some people are cool with kind of just being a lifestyle business, mm-hmm. right? I'm not that human. You know, I don't, I'm not a small thinker. I, I think big. And I don't mean to say small and big, like there's a good or a bad. I think what I hear you saying is knowing that there are black owned products at a target, I can feel good knowing that I'm still supporting a black business and specifically a black woman's business by buying honeypot products at a target. I don't have to hit a quota on my Mm -hmm. website, Mm -hmm. right? But at target, at every retailer, you got to hit a quota there. You got to move so many units per store per week. If you are not you moving those units per store per week, your shit's going to get taken off the yeah. shelf, right? Mm. So that's why it's so important to buy if somebody's in retail. That's another reason why supporting at the retail level is important 
because you literally keep those products on the shelf. My instinct, not being educated in this, would be to support directly versus going mm -hmm. the retail route. But from what you're saying, it's a really important factor in this. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If a company has made it to retail, especially a giant like Target or Walmart or CVS or like any of the retail giants, right? They desperately need you to buy that product off the shelf. Because mm -hmm. that's how they stay on the shelf. If they're not moving off the shelf, they're not going to stay on the shelf. And that can literally shut a business down. Not everybody's going to have that perspective, mm -hmm. but that's not. Well, and that brings another question because, you know, that really speaks to the risk. You know, there's risk involved with business and with Target picking up any small company. First of all, you experiencing it firsthand because it was direct attacks against you. But then for mm -hmm. the giant that Target is to have customers and consumers and white folks attack and then to say, we will no longer be shopping at Target, which of course they will. They, they was just flexing, but just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're just like, yeah. you know, that's a risk. So what we're, we're also talking about is Target being willing to, to take that risk, to walk alongside you and to partner with you and say, Beatrice, we believe in you and we believe in this product, but we believe in the message and what stand yeah. for. So I, I think what I'm hearing from right. you and what I've heard from you consistently when you've had done, done all of these other interviews is that Target has been an ally to you consistently and they have not oh, yeah man. and i love i love knowing that and hearing that that they you know and it, so i guess i'll just kind of ask you because I'm, I'm making a lot of assumptions but it really does appear mm -hmm. as though target was a was an ally and showed up that way for you is that how you would explain it oh yeah all day you know it was their commercial mm -hmm. right when we shot that that scene there was there was tons of content that they could have chosen from, but they chose that, right? So a, a, a giant like Target doesn't choose that and not know the ramifications that are coming behind that. You right. know what I mean? So that was their choosing. They could have had me say, I shot that scene for probably 40 or 50 minutes right? Where they just asked me a lot of questions. And, you know, it was just a question and answer, question and answer, question and answer. So it wasn't like I chose that snippet of the commercial, right? They chose that. So that, that just shows you, one, how dope they are. Yeah. Two, how gangster they are. I mean, that's some gangster shit when you think about it. Yeah, like it, it, it's really cool that they were here for it because they don't make decisions like that and not know what's coming on the backside. You understand Absolutely. what I'm saying? I, I love that you pointed out they chose that. That was their commercial out of the 40, 50 minutes you spent filming and all of the questions that they asked and all of the sound bites they could have chosen from. They selected that specific yeah. part and, and made that the 30 second commercial so that even when the controversy hit, they didn't stop that commercial. They didn't pull the product from the shelf. They didn't apologize. Yeah. They stood by you. Uh, they stood by their decision to highlight and honor you as yeah. a black woman and as this black owned business, as that inspiration for black girls everywhere. And that is a, a beautiful um, example of what allyship is. Yeah, no, it's, it's been incredible. They, they are the prime example of what a retailer and a brand relationship yeah, should be. Yeah. So we would love to wrap up with you by um, asking you what, what's a joy moment you can share with us. Being here right now is a joy moment, you know, 
this is the only one I got. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, being here right now is, is a very joyful moment to me. I get to have all these things happen. I don't know if you guys know what this feels like, but when you have this thing in your head and you can figure out a way to pull it out of your head and um, and then share that thing with the world and then the world mm. fucks with you, like the world's like ready for it, you know? <laughs> like the world's like, yeah. yes, yeah. you know? It's a remarkable feeling. And so like, it's not a thing that, I take lightly and I get to live my life this way. You know, like I, like I get to do that. I get to have people say something that they feel is negative to try to bring me down. And I, I get to not react in the way that they would, they thought that I would. And I get to experience, you know, shit going viral. You know, I get to work with these amazing people. I get to travel the world. I get to work really hard. I work all the time. I'm never not working, but I also live my life all the mm. time too, you know? So I get to work 60, 70 hours a week work cycles. Mm. I get to do that. There's people that don't have the opportunity to fucking feed their family and put clothes on their back and travel. Mm. And, you know, even though living in airports practically, um, like it's weird for me because I'm I'm just chilling right now. Like I'm not traveling. I'm still doing interviews and stuff, but like some people say to me, people say to me all the time, like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine that. You know, are you okay? Um, <laughs> you know, like they almost have pity on me for how my life is. Um, but but in my mind, like I live the most vainglorious, beautiful life. And I, I just get to have the opportunity to experience all mm. of this in my lifetime. And it and it's remarkable. So I live even when I'm not feeling joyous subconsciously I'm still joyous because I get I get to do exactly what I want to do on the planet you know and and I know what it's like to not be able to do that and so all of my moments are joyous you know even this one and you know I I live in constant appreciation for for my life joy in your purpose thank you Wow. This has been such a wonderful conversation, Beatrice. Thank you so very much for taking the time to share oh, this you. with us. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. And where can people find your products? Tell us about your website again. They can find us on thehoneypot.co. They can go to our store. If they want to buy online, they can. If you want to buy in a store, which is a little challenging, probably until like the second week of April, <laughs> um, right? you know, where we're just like fully stocked everywhere. Uh, but if they want to buy us in a store, you can go to our store locator, put in your zip code and find a store near you. You can buy us on Amazon. We're sold. We're sold in a lot of retail, but to name a few, it's Target, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Wegmans, Bed Bath & Beyond, Urban Outfitters. And you can find us on social media at the Honeypot Co. Um, you can find me at I am B Dixon and B is B E A D I X O N. And thank you to Grapes for the music. The song is I Don't Know. 